Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! It feels so good to be alive. Got all my family by my side. Couldn't wipe this black off if I tried. That's why I lift my head with question I have to you uh, right now is are you watching the Olympics? Wait, can you hear that buzzing noise? No. Oh, great. I'm using a massager. Oh, nice. It's a perfect time to use it on the podcast. Well, if you can't uh, hear it, it doesn't matter. Uh, I am. I turn it on every night and I last about to whatever it goes to commercial and then I never remember to turn back to it. Uh, or I'll tell you what I do. I I turn it on every night, and then I see like what other like as I'm watching it, I'll see that there's an NBA game on, and I'll just switch. Like I'd much rather watch the NBA than much rather watch Bucks Suns. I did watch Bucks Suns. Yeah, they're a fucking good team. They might they can do it this year. We didn't even, we're not even going to get to the trade deadline, so we have so much stuff to get to today. Yeah, but uh, I've been watching uh, the Olympics. I, you know, I like the curling. Right. There's so I many saw some things, of that. There's so many things that I don't understand with curling, though. I could follow it, but I don't understand, like, so they have these, like, scrubber things, right? You know, broom. Whatever is it? Whatever it's called. The broom. The broom. Yeah. But my question is, is like after they send the thing, the the rock down, and it like ends on the spot, like on the target, like the other team decide, you know, they have this conversation, like how, what to do next, the strategy, and they're allowed to use the broom to touch the other person. As well. Yeah, I don't understand that either. I don't know why they're allowed to touch. I don't either. I don't get that. I'm with you. I, I noticed that this time. Uh, we were having a discussion. Like, are they allowed to do that? I was like, no. But I guess if they are, because like, what do I know? They fucking touch it. I don't know what's going on. Um, I you, guess you know. you know that there's it's picking up recreationally in the United States. Um, the biggest invest. Well, what I read, I read an article. But one of the biggest investors in um, in that sport in America right now is Mark Bulger. Former quarterback of the St. Louis Rams. Yeah, he's like an ambassador for American uh, curling. 
Well, it's just I'm watching right now live Canada Sweden ladies. Uh, is it live? It's live right now. It's live, like it's happening in China right now. Yeah, um, and they have the Canadian team as the oldest Olympian in the Olympics on their team. A 47 year old woman uh, girl on the uh, the curling team. A woman girl. Whatever, a woman. She's the oldest Olympian. There's a 45-year-old woman who won um, some speed skating shit. Well, she's she's won she's won five uh, Olympic medals in like five different. You know what else? It's like I was watching is that in the Netherlands the skeleton? Yeah, scary man. They go freaking fast. I want to know how that became like like a sport. I look at that. I'm like, how did they freaking? They're like, all right, we have the luge. You know, what is this? What this going like feet first? Let's go head first. And they're like, all right, let's just do that. And then they just created this thing, and now they're going head first, ninety miles an hour. You know, it's, it, you know, what's funny is I know that both those sports exist, and I I've known that for a long time, and I've actually watched both of them. And it never occurred to me that the difference is one was head first and one was feet first. Yeah. And then the last thing I want to say about the Olympics, they have this, like, uh, the freestyle jump, you know, like the ski jump where they do all this crazy shit. Yeah. They have, like, this awesome camera now where they do a freeze frame 360 when the person's up in the air. That looks so cool. Uh, And then... uh, I just saw Sean White, the replay uh, of him coming in fourth and everyone like congratulating him and him crying and all that crap. So it's live right now. What's happening now on your TV is live in China. Is that possible? Yes. You're sure? Uh, yes, it's it's live. All right. Google. Time in China right now. It's 10 in the morning in China. Yeah. Curling is happening live. All right. If you turn on the Olympics, you'll, you'll always know what's live and what's not because in the upper right-hand corner, it says live or it's not on. It doesn't say live. No. Well, maybe I'll watch it more now because I think that was one of the things that was keeping me from watching it. Because you didn't look up who won? Yeah, I don't like not watching it live. You know, I, I tried it with the yeah. Summer Olympics and it kind of blew it. Um. All right, so uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, well, so is that your only note, the Olympics? Because I got tons. All right, what's I'm going to try to stay out of doing them as fast as possible. Uh, so many of them have already gone. Um, have you been watching South Park? Yes. What do you think so far? Not hilarious. But but really smart. Yeah, and I love the at the end of the first episode when the guy's like, when – they say as long as it covers your tits, your tits and uh, cock. He's like, and the guy comes out of the thing. He's like, it's covering both. I mean, he says the words, but he's like, it's covering both. But yeah, it's it's not great, but it's still funny. Are you watching Euphoria? Yeah. How is this a show? <laughs> I have no clue what's happening in the show. Like, there's no like plot. It's a great. We have no idea what's happening. It's a great visual show. And yeah, I'm, I'm like, invested into it. But there is just, this season, there is just no 
like semblance of plot or anything that's going on. Oh, I disagree. I disagree heavily with that. But you have last, a, last, last episode was very intense. Yeah, I did not like it. Um, but I think that's the point, is you're not supposed to like it. And it's supposed to, they want to give Zendaya an Emmy. Yeah. Well, she already has one for it. Well, then she's going to get one for that. Um, I mean, she's struggling with being an addict again. You got, uh, she made friends with this guy who's like bisexual, who's friends with her and Jules. Yeah. That whole thing. And then you got the whole love triangle going with the, with all the, with the other chick and her best friend and the guy who's the worst guy ever. How do you not know this story? And then uh, his dad's dreaming about how he used to be gay and he goes to the gay bar. And oh my God, that whole scene where he just wrecks all of his family. He just... comes home and pees in his living room and oh, wrecks his family. Bit. How could you? Yeah, I think it's good. I'm, I'm loving you for Listen, it. I, like, I don't know if I love this last I episode. I just don't know. I can't see right now. My glasses are really dirty. Not that I need to see on a podcast, but... Um, I mean, I I like the show. I just don't understand, like, what the story is. But it, I guess it doesn't matter. What about... Okay, so it's so funny because my notes are all from last like two week, a week or two ago so it's like almost worthless to have an opinion do you have an opinion on the blind the brian flores situation oh um i don't know what to make of it to be honest with you. i think we had a little conversation about this and you said that bill belichick did it on purpose uh yeah so for those you don't know brian uh uh brian flores is a coach who was fired from the dolphins and he basically outed, like, he was supposed to get interviewed by the Giants, and Bill Belichick sent him a, a, a text message saying, hey, congrats on the job. And he said, I haven't even gone in yet. He said, oh, sorry, I had the wrong guy. And uh, to con- and I think that Belichick did that on purpose to expose the NFL because the NFL is, you know, screwed Belichick and, recently just came out and kind of admitted they had no evidence in the whole deflate gate thing. And, um, you know, I know you're, you know, you're, you're a giant fan. You don't want to think that your team's racist, but they obviously are. Just, they obviously <laughs> are. Yeah. They're obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, um, so yeah, he's calling it, uh, racist because they're supposed to interview him and, they were going to interview him only after they had already made the offer to somebody else because they have to fill a quota. And then uh, let's just be fair. He also said that he interviewed with Denver and it was bullshit. And then he yeah it was like another team. I forgot who it was that he was interviewing with. Sure, but the Giants are the ones that are can possibly be in trouble. They're saying that they should lose a draft pick out of this because they didn't do the thing. They didn't do it right. This, this shows the timeline. They didn't do it right. No, I'm not even screwing the giants for this as much as the worst thing I think of all of it. I think you and I both agreed on this was that the dolphins supposedly were paying him bonuses to lose, lose games. And that's why he got fired. Yeah. And if he, if that's real, that's some fucked up stuff. Yeah. And then they won during the season. They won like six in a row or seven in a row. Yeah. It kind of seems like that's, you know, yeah. 
I like that guy. I think he's a good coach. And I hope well, that, that was uh, the whole, that's the whole thing behind it. Like everyone thought he was a great coach and we're like sure that he was going to get a, a head coaching job. And then this whole thing happened. And he came out and he said, said I'm probably never going to get a head coaching job again. But I yeah, but I think he's going to be, I think if he's proven right, he will definitely coach again. I think they'll be lining up. I still think he's going to coach again, regardless. Second thing, what did you think of the CNN thing where the, the Zucker had to resign? Do you know about this story? I don't. I mean, I, I know that he did, but I didn't. I don't know the specifics. What happened? But basically, he was having a relationship with a staffer, and he's uh, the guy that created like a rule that said if you're having a relationship in the office, you have to report it. And he was doing it, never reported it, so he had to step down. Um, now that scene, and everyone's like, uh, CNN's really upset, and they're like, oh, it's kind of BS. But like, at the same, because it's like, it's not like he did anything wrong. He was just dating this girl. They're both adults. They're not married. You know, whatever. Uh, the the thing is, though, she worked for uh, the Cuomos. She worked for oh. Andrew Cuomo, and so the I whole. Know. And the way it got exposed is Chris Cuomo was like, oh, yeah, you're going to bring me down? Well, guess what? She, he, the, you know, his, whatever, this woman working for my brother is Dayton Zucker. So if you think that I'm the one that was giving him information, guess who else was? Kind of like, you know? Well, I get you want to start, if you want to be, like, look, it just goes to show that all, like, you know, all these news networks, they're all full of this. I'm sure he's never going to get a job again. I don't think he needs a job. He's a pretty well guy. I'm sure he gets something if he wants. The, la- the last controversy was the Spotify and Joe Rogan thing. I'm dying to get your opinion on that one. Joe Rogan, uh, Neil Young says, I'm going to pull my music. What did you think of it? I like it. And then, like, a right wing. You like what? You like Rogan or you like Neil Young pulling his music? Oh, I like all the people, like, pulling their music because of Rogan. Oh, you do? Okay. Uh, he said some false information. Uh, well, he I don't know if he exactly said it, but he had people on there that were spreading information. I don't listen to him because his fucking hour is three hours long. This podcast. Well, this pod might, this pod might match that. Because we got a lot of shit to talk about, and I'm already bringing this stuff up, and I'm sorry, but I've just been dying to get your opinion on it. Okay, so yeah, so but then he got offered like a hundred million dollars to go to a right wing. Uh, he's not going to do it because, but he no, came, I don't think yeah, he came out and apologized. Well, and he said he was going to do better to have more guests on that counter the other point of view, which I think is good. I uh, don't like. I mean, I've listened to a couple of Joe Rogan's. I don't really agree with his point of view on a lot of that stuff, but I am very interested in this because I don't think it's, I think it's so gray. I don't think it's a black and white thing. I don't like musicians saying, I'm going to pull my music. I think that you, I don't think you should be, I think when you start saying you should censor somebody and, and anything, you're going down a slippery slope. Um, yeah. even if I disagree with him and I, and I disagree with like what his message is, uh, at the same time, I don't know if you know this about Neil Young, but Neil Young like had polio as a kid. And so like vaccines saved his life. So when all these assholes who were like, Oh, Neil Young's not even relevant. Whereas Joe Rogan is, it wasn't even about that. It's like Neil Young taking a stance and being like, 
I'm clouting this because this like saved my life, you know? And I just respect, I respect him for that. Uh, Cause it's not just like, Hey, I don't like him near him. It's like, he's got life, like life lessons about this. You know, he's like lived it. So I don't know. And then, you know, it's weird because I was dying to talk about this last week. And now uh, all this stuff came out about Joe Rogan and the N word and, it just changes everything. Joe I mean, Rogan like, is just like taking over like all of social media right now. So again, I don't think you should ban him because I I uh, I think like I, I don't know, but but I think you know listening to his apologies are like the worst. Where he's trying to like explain each time he used it, I was like, dude, this is just bad. You can't explain saying that you got out of the yeah car and it was all black people and you felt like it was planet of the apes like i I, to listen to him try to justify that was really tough and i'm not saying like i'm you know it was tough yeah it's just like dude anyway um so yeah that's uh let me ask you one question how much of a mess is ye who's that oh yay kanye yay dude I hope this new one blows up in his face. I really do. Right, so he's doing all this crazy shit with uh, trying to, like, he's coming out with all these songs about Pete Davidson. He's coming out oh, with all these songs about Pete Davidson. He's, like, posting photos about taking, you know, like, or, like, things about, like, he wants his family back. He's doing all sorts of, like, weird stuff to make, try to make her, you know, Kim, Kim jealous. And then now he's saying that he's not going to perform Coachella because Billie Eilish said, made a statement about how that she always like makes sure that her fans are safe. And he thought that, I mean, I'm sure it was, but she said today that it wasn't a dig. She never, she's like, I never mentioned Travis Scott. She didn't. You can see the clip or you can hear the clip. And he's like, I mean, it's kind of obviously a dig at the that festival, but that Travis Scott was in. I forgot what the name of it was, but uh, Astroland or whatever the hell. And now it's kind of it's like, if you don't apologize to Travis Scott, I am not performing at Coachella. Yeah. She, she should be like, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, why do I care if you perform at Coachella? It's great. I hope it blows up in his face. He's such a moron. He should just not perform. Yeah. Yeah. And see what happens. Um, although, have you heard the new have you heard the new clip from his new song with Pusha T, which I don't think it's been released, but they leaked a little bit of it on Twitter. Like, wow, yeah. good song. Good song. Uh, all right. All right. Super Bowl. Let's move on to the Super Bowl. It's Sunday. You're going. That's right. It's in LA. That's right. It's going to be crazy over there. That's uh, true. But it is totally worth going just for that halftime show, I think. So there's no, there is no um, gambling on the halftime show. Okay. I can't find any because I was like really dying to see what they were going to put odds on and like who's the first song, who's the first person out. Like, what do you think the opener is? I'm dying. I just, I don't even care about talking about the game. I want to talk about this. 
Yeah, I don't, I mean, uh, California Dreaming? Not California Dreaming, uh, California. Love. Love. Yeah, sorry. I mean, You're all right. Play, I think they have to play that. Well, is that, they're 100% playing that. But like, do you think they bring out like the Tupac um, fucking hologram for that though? Oh, you think that's what's going to happen? Oh, no. Well, I was thinking about it, but, like, they might have Eminem do Tupac's part in that, you know? I think that's the closer. Oh, okay. What do you think? Like, I think that they close with that. Um, It's either the opener or closer. Let's just be honest, right? It's it's one of the two. This is why this is so exciting to talk about. I think they should should open up with, like, Lose Yourself. I was going to say, Lose Yourself is definitely in there. Like just think about all just think about all of these possibilities <laughs> of things that could happen in here. Where they come out of like straight out of Compton, you know? And they bring out a cube and MC MC Ren and then I thought like, like when they first announced this, I thought Cube was in it too. Yeah, me too. Um maybe he backed out or something. I'm no, I'm sure that there's gonna be people like that. You know, oh, you heard that they're blasting Bon Jovi music out front, right? They're what? They don't want anyone to like leak anything, so they're. I mean, obviously, your brother would know more than me, but I just I read a report that they're blasting Bon Jovi music out out into the parking lot and stuff, so no one can hear to mask the sound of what's going on inside. Awesome. Listen, I was just reading an article on in Rolling Stone today about the ranking all of the Super Bowl performances. Yeah. And the it was like one through thirty two and thirty two was the Black Eyed Peas, which was the first Super Bowl I went to. <laughs> and then thirty one was like everything from like nineteen sixty whatever up until like nineteen eighty nine because it was all bullshit, you know, before it became a thing. I haven't gotten so no, I saw after this podcast I'm gonna check that out. I saw the Black Eyed Peas at my first one, brutal. And I saw Maroon 5 at my second, brutal. I mean, they, they were fine. It was just like, it was a complete letdown. This, Who is, your third, this is the third, uh, this is your third Super Bowl? My third Super Bowl. Now, you, you, Which one did you go to? The first one I went to was Packers Steelers. Second one was Rams Patriots. And this one is Rams Bengals. So the first two, I saw three Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and everything else is TBD. How about yours? You went to one, right? I went to one. I went to uh, San Fran, Baltimore, Kaepernick. So that's an interesting thing, right? You can say that, you you know, because that means something. Beyonce was the halftime. Oh, yeah, that's a. That was a Let good me one. see what number that is on the list. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, it's got I me. Mean, I'm just going to scoot all the way up to the top there. Uh, one was Prince. Two was U2. Three was Beyonce. Where's Tom Petty at on that list? Let's see. Tom Petty um, is at 13. What Super Bowl was that? So it's funny. I actually know this from um, we went to the uh, 
um, NFL experience. It was 2008. I don't know uh, who the teams were. I think it's the Patriots. Big shocker. Oh, it's Giants Patriots. Oh, what a uh, what a that, that's a dream Super Bowl for me. I know. What are you What are you doing? I didn't realize it was Giants Patriots. Um, but yeah, I went to the NFL experience over the weekend and, uh, they had like outfits from all the Super Bowl stuff. And my brother was like, I don't remember Tom Petty. I want to go to that. I, I mean, I thought that was, you cool. should go. Well, you can't, <coughs> it's too late now. Um, it's honestly, it's for kids. It's a lot of lines. I went to you know, like in New Orleans. Yeah. It, it probably hasn't changed a whole lot. There's like, you know, I went three years ago and I thought it was really cool. And then I went this time and I was like, this is just a lot of people. Um, so who do you like in the Super Bowl? I like, um, I like the Rams. I mean, Wait, are we done? We're really done talking about the halftime show. Like we didn't sorry. even get to. No, no, no. It's okay. Yeah. I'm just, I, I mean, is there anything else like th- that you think that they could like, do you think they do like deep um, deep cover? Like that would be so sick. The only bet I saw and I didn't see all, it. Like, super like gin, not gin and juice, but they're gonna do Snoop Dogg. What's my name? Yeah, they'll do right. They'll do one Snoop Dogg song. They'll probably it'll, do. It will be like it'll be part of that song. It won't be the whole thing. Oh, none of this. So that's the thing. Somebody was like, "Who do you think is gonna play Easy's part in Straight Out Compton?" I'm like. There's no, they're not going to get through an entire, like, Easy was always the closer in NWA. They're not getting through five verses of a song. It's going to be a melody of all this stuff. You think they just open up with Mary J. Blige to get her out of the way? (laughs) No, they got to, no, definitely not. Um, Yeah, I'm like, I'm just so, like, here's possibilities of showing up. You got, like, 50 Cent could show up. You got um, the Tupac hologram. Um, you, you said the Tupac Ice Cube. I think that's a that's a good call by you. I think it's going to show up. You got Ice Cube. You got uh, MC Ren. Um, you know, there's just so many. I don't know. Method Man could show up and do "You're All I Need" with fucking with Mary J. This is like, yeah, this could be the greatest. I'm just so excited for it. Um, that's yeah, going to be great. Katy Perry, uh, no, who, uh, Pink could show up and do like, or Rihanna, some Rihanna. stuff with Eminem. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's just too, like, I think I'd rather them cancel the Super Bowl and just have those, them all perform for four hours. That'd be way better. Uh, and I don't mean that, like, I'm not looking forward to the Super Bowl. It's like 100% end, but, um, uh, the only bet that I heard, like, on the Cousins Out podcast was, over under on how many bleeps we're going to be during the halftime performance, and it's three and a half. <laughs> You're not going to hear anything. You guys will, but not us. Yeah, but I think it, there'll be over three and a half bleeps for sure. Yeah, for like, sure. Even if they've been rehearsing without it, they're not going to be able to help themselves. Yeah, um, Snoop. I mean, Snoop can't help himself. So, they're going to be happy. Who do I like? The spread is four. Um, I'm going to tell you, I've been going over every bet just to give you an idea. This is my betting sheet. Oh, jeez. Those are all my props. Oh, my God. That's a lot. 
How many you think is there? What's the national anthem? Did you find that one? I couldn't find that yeah, one. Yeah, it's not, but it's not available on our site. But it's she's she. It's right at what she like. It's right above where she's been landing at, Mickey Guyton. Yeah. Um, so uh, they've been doing their homework. I've been oh, I've been searching. The only fun prop on our site that allows is the color of the Gatorade. So I was on Google today trying to find pictures of what color Gatorade both the teams like had throughout the year. Can't find it. It's tough. I always go clear. So orange is the favorite, blue is second. Clear, water, done. It's been it's been orange um like four of the last it's been orange orange I mean, it's like seven of the last twelve times. I got a stat for you that they brought up that I think is just perplexing. The loser of the coin toss has won seven of the last seven Super Bowls. Mm. All right. So, uh, I don't want uh, Liddell to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, I think this Rams will probably win, but I'm definitely rooting for the Bengals. Okay. I mean, who want, who doesn't want to see like the underdog Bengals win? I don't know. I guess Rams fans. <laughs> and people who bet on the Rams. And people who bet on the Rams. Uh, I'm going to be I, – I have a lot more Rams bets than I do Bengals bets. I will tell you that. Um, so I'm I'm more of a Rams fan. I'm going to be with Rams people, so I guess I'm rooting for the Rams. But I won't be heartbroken. Um, All right. So what uh, – how do you want to do this? I don't know. Uh, I'll tell you the first bet I, that stood out to me was that Biden is 8-1. to one. He's plus 800 to win president in 2024. I thought, like, look, I don't understand he's not popular, but who, who else? I mean, I know the big guy. The big guy's, uh, he's like two to one. He's a heavy favorite. But let's be honest, I, he's probably, there's, there's a lot of time that bad things can happen. You might can't not, be flushing. You might not even be allowed to run. Well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you can't, all, you can't all, take boxes of, of uh, classified documents out of your house and make them disappear. Can't flush documents down the toilet. It's kind of illegal. <laughs> um, a nice barbecue one day. Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm going to try to go through this. I mean, I guess we could start. Do you have any any uh, favorites? Like. I don't have like a huge list like you do, but I like. Well, very little, very little people are this moronic. Yeah, um, I like. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, I like the longest TD under forty three points or forty three yards at minus one fifteen. Um, um, I think that I like game will be tied after zero zero. Uh, yeah, I like that too. Oh, my favorite one. I, I told you about this opening kickoff, a touchback. Yep. Minus one thirty. Uh, I, I could be better than that. Um, cause I found this while I was searching. You can bet each kicker, um, 
to have a touchback and you get even better odds. So I have to find it. Um, you'd think that this was somehow in some order. But my sheet has so many things on it. I can't like, it's driving me nuts. I can't find anything. Uh, but yes, they're both uh, a touchback. Um, they're both close to even money. So I, I'm thinking, why not just do that? Let's see. I got to find the word gay because that's the name of the kicker for the Rams. Um, Keep going. What else do you like? I like um, McPherson, the kicker for Cincinnati, since we're talking about kickers, over seven and a half points. At minus 150. Love it. So let's stay with McPherson for a little bit because maybe this will help me find the odds of the thing I'm trying to find. So McPherson, who's been on fire, right? He's been like the best. Dude, that guy's been awesome this this whole season, especially down the stretch. Especially in the playoff. Uh, yeah. Um, he's got a couple things. Um, it's just so hard. I can't find any of my stuff because there's too much on here. I like wrote this all down last night, and I'm like, yeah, this will be great. It's all in order. Um, but I can't find it. I'll tell you this. Mc, here's one McPherson I really like. McPherson, first person score at plus 420. Oh, I like that. And then there's one for McPherson, last player to score. Uh, it's something like that as well. Um, but if you pick that, you think the Bengals are winning, obviously. Yeah. What do you think about this bet since we're on the Bengals? Yeah. Bengals, first half to have a first half rushing TD plus 145. First half rushing TD. Uh, I don't like any rush in any of this. So that's, that's going to be a tough sell for me, but I mean, whatever we, we can, we can uh, go over and see what, what makes the most sense. Um, there's this thing called the um, scoragami you can bet on. Have you heard of the scoragami? Yeah. Scoragami pays out 12 to 1 that the score will be a different score than has ever happened in a Super Bowl before. Oh. Um. Yeah, I don't know. But I'm just saying, it's an interesting. Look, we're on a podcast. Give me interesting stuff. So I'm not going to go over all my bets. I'll, I'll send these to you in an email because we'll be sitting here forever. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to go over the the ones that are that are most fun here. Um, uh, we like shortest touchdown. We bet that every year. Uh, although they haven't been calling pass interference in the in the end zone nearly as much as they used to. Um, I like sacks. I'm a, I'm a big fan of sacks in this game. And under sacks, five and a half. I like the over, and I like the Rams over three and a half a lot. Um, over three and a half field goals. I don't know. Does Joe Burrow get sacked a lot? Are you serious? He seems to, like, get out of everything. He got sacked, what was it, nine times in the uh, – That's right. <laughs> You're right. Uh, yeah. In the playoffs, think, that one playoff what game. About, what do you think about Stafford over 24 completions? Yeah, I like Stafford stuff. I got – I like that. Stafford over 24. And that's one fifth minus 115. 
Uh, I like that. Um, as I go down, um, interceptions over one and a half in the game, minus 115. Uh, no? Okay. I, I like interceptions. Okay. Oh, um, this is what we talked about that we liked. Rams over 13 and a half first half. Yeah. Minus 110. Um, I love that. Because if you think the Rams are going to win, they're going to probably have to score in the first half. Yeah. Um, oh, here you go. Touchback. Uh, Rams touchback. Yes, minus 105. Each way. Each kicker. So we should just bet each kicker at minus 105. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Um Players uh, to, to attempt, huh? That's or the first kick. First kick. I was about to say that's pretty. <laughs> anytime. Yeah, anytime. Um, <laughs> players to to have a passing attempt uh, over two and a half. What do you think of that? Over two and a half. plus one twenty five. Well, third person throw a pass. Yeah, Odell Beckham's going to throw a pass. You think Odell will throw a pass? Yeah. All right, I'll put that on the list. Um, it's a lock. Uh, it's a lock? <laughs> I've been throwing the pass, for sure. Um, I'll save my two favorite bets for till the end. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got all kinds of sta- uh, Stavard stuff. Um Acres over one and a half receptions is minus well minus one seventy five. Um, let's see, you have your boy Van Jefferson. What about your boy T Higgins and Van Jefferson? After we bet Van Jefferson the last time, I'm never betting him again. I like last, last score of the game a Bengals touchdown pass at plus three fifty. Successful two point conversion plus two twenty. Oh. Um, interesting. Okay. Why? Maybe I wrote it down wrong. Um, so Johnny Hecker, the punter for the Rams has the record for the longest punt in Super Bowl history. Uh, his over under on the longest punt is 55 and a half. His longest is in the sixties in the Super Bowl. Just throwing that out there. Something to keep an eye on. Um, Let's see. Um, I'm trying not to. All right. McPherson, touchback on the first kick, even. Points over seven and a half, minus 115. Over one and a half field goals is minus 170. McPherson, the miss of field goal is plus 240. Wait, over one and a half field goals? Minus 170. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of this? What do you think of this bet? Joe Burrow getting a reception in the game is plus 1,200. Oh, I mean, I don't like it, but plus 1,200, sure. <laughs> I think they're going to do some stuff. Okay. Um, staying on the McPherson, because I wrote down everything. I'm going to put five uh, bucks on that. Yeah, yeah, we'll put five bucks. Miss a field goal, plus 240. First quarter field goal is plus 200. A third quarter field goal is plus 200. Two field goals in the same quarter is a plus 300 on McPherson. Mm-hmm. Interested in all those, just saying. 
Um, um, okay, so touchdowns. Is there anybody as a touchdown that you like? Yes. Who? Uh, Odell. All right, so Odell. I like Odell to score too. So my favorite bet. Plus 120. Yeah, my fa- that's, that's good. My favorite bet is there's two bets by the same guy. So today, Higby was ruled out. He wasn't ruled out. He didn't practice, but he's not going to play. No, they ruled out today. Oh, they did? Okay. Blanton to score in the game is 3-1, to one, but to score the first touchdown, 22-1. to one. I like both of those. Ten bucks each. Boom, we're in. Okay. <laughs> um, Blanton's my guy. Um, hey, you know, I've, called, I've called this right a couple times. I know, I know. We're gonna bet it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna doubt you. All right. I I just realized how much time I have to type all of this out in an email to send to you. I'll just send. <laughs> okay. It's going to take me six hours to write all this out again. Um, maybe I should just take a picture, but then you won't even understand my chicken scratch. Um, do you think either quarterback's going to score a touchdown? Mm. No, well, not feeling. I had, I had Burrow as the first touchdown at twenty-five to one. Okay, I don't think it's going to happen, but uh, um, MVP. Well, hold on, one more thing. Oh. Yes. Uh, Chase, J- Jamar Chase over 20 and a half for uh, longest reception. So you would have bet longest under 43, but over 28 for Chase. Yeah, I guess that doesn't make any sense. I mean, look, it's, you're just, you're just, there's 15 yards to play with in there. That's it. We want him to catch something long, which is not that long. Yeah. That's a tough bet. We'll, we'll think about it. We'll think about it. I, I don't really like under 43 anyway. So, um, all right. MVP, Don, Aaron Donald, 12 to 1. I like that. I think it's done at 10 to 1. Cooper I like Cup, it. 11 to 2. Yeah. Um, that's all I got. Joe Burrow is is plus two thirty. Yeah. Um, McPherson is forty five to one. It's not going to make kicker MVP, but I'm just saying. Um, these are the bets I took out of the the, set, the different podcasts that we listened to. Uh, the bets that they said that I like. Um, that uh, did. I can't find this anywhere, but Chase Cup over 200 yards between the two of them is even money. No, um, that the over one and a half interceptions they like. Uh, that the coin toss, that the team that wins decides to defer. Um, Non-QB MVP is plus 250. I can't find that anyway. Anywhere. Rams with an Odell touchdown. Rams with Cooper Cup, 80 yards receiving. That's a great bet, but I, I can't. I don't think we can bet that on ours. Um, the score, Kami. Uh, McPherson plus 420 for a score. First touchdown, 
under jersey number 12 and a half. I love that bet. Because you get Cup, you get Chase, right? I think Chase is under. Yeah. You get both quarterbacks. You get um, your boy. No, no, you don't get. Uh, you get Jefferson. You get um, Odell. And that's for the first touchdown? For first touchdown under um, under 12 and a half. I got to find it. I got to find it. Yeah. There's, they also have this thing called the first touchdown trio, which you're bet, basically even money and you get three players. You get like Cup, Mixon, and Chase for first touchdown. And if it's any of them, you – but that's not available to us. Uh, here are some comparative props I just wanted to throw out there. Oh, shit. We're not going to get half of these off because they're tonight. Oh. Well, I'll just I'll put them out there anyway. Uh, Beckham minus twenty-two and a half yards versus Arizona first half points. Um, McPherson plus seven and a half over um, Embiid free throws. I don't even know what that is. Um, this one I loved. Uh, Jokic points, rebounds, and assists plus six plus. Uh, 16 uh, over Beckham yards. Curry minus three and a half points uh, over Bengals points. Cam Johnson threes minus a half over Burrow touchdown. Uh, Rams Bengals first quarter points plus two and a half over Chris Paul assists. Every year I bet on Chris Paul assists in this freaking bet and I lose. Um, Trey Young points. What's that? You had 19 last game. Trey Young points and assists plus five over Boyd Yards. Beckham, Beckham catches over uh, Rom Birdies. Um, Van Jefferson catches over Tatum threes. And then Van Jefferson catches over Liverpool goals. Those are some comparative props. All right, well, we'll uh, – I'll monitor to see what we can still bet at if there's any. I'll copy and paste this and put in an email, and you can do your thing. Great. Uh, all right. Do you have anything else to say about the uh, – No, I mean, it's so – it's too hard to go through all this. You I know. like Bengals over 22 and a half points, too. You like who? Bengals have over 22 and a half. Okay. It's all right. Plus one fifteen. Um, all right, so movies. We're in February. We haven't given our best movies of the year. It's long overdue. The Oscars came out. Um, we don't have to go through the Oscars, but we can talk about like we can probably talk about the Oscars when we get closer to the Oscars. Um, there's so many. There's so many bets. I, I want to. It's so silly. Like I won't waste the rest of our time. Sorry. Okay, keep going. You transition. We can just uh, say what was nominated for Best Picture, and then we can talk about the... Uh, well, should we talk about the movie we saw this week first, since it's not going to be in our movie discussion? Oh, yeah, that's right. We're doing that. We went and saw Jackass. We did go forever. It's forever. Um, and um, what are your thoughts on Jackass? I thought it was the weakest of all the Jackasses. Um, I, I was trying to figure out why. Like, I walked out 
not getting my full jackass satisfaction out of it. And I was like, what's that? They were old. Well, but that there's some, you know, they added some new people, but I, I just felt like the new people were kind of not disappointing. I thought the, the having a woman was a great idea. Yeah, that was a good idea. And she added a whole new, like, element of danger when she does something, you know, and she, her reaction is so different from, like, guys' reactions to stuff. It's like, it was really good. Uh, adding the guy whose father grew up in, like, South Central and was afraid of, like, critters was funny. That was a good addition. Yeah. Uh, and the heavy guy was funny, but they already kind of have that going. So it wasn't like adding all that much. Um, so I was like, you know what? I think they just really miss the guys that aren't there, like Bam Margera and Ryan Dunn. And, um, but I don't even know if it was that. I, 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 um, I did some research and I went up come across this article that I really enjoyed. It was like the best jackass stunts of all time in movies. And I listed my favorites off that list because I, there's like, to me, the one that when I think of jackass sketches, the one that always comes to mind first, do you have one that always comes to mind first for you? Um, the one where they, was it the fart face, the fart thing where they put the mask on? <laughs> that was not mine, but yeah, that's good. That's a good one. Uh, the one that comes to my mind is when they rented, they rented a car and then put it in a demolition derby and returned it. Yeah. So yeah. And what about the, okay, here's my favorite. The one, okay. and it was really elaborate, where they, like, did the whole, where they shaved their pubes and they put it on the guy's face. Yes. That's, in, that's on this list. And, uh, yeah, that was hilarious. That was so funny. Uh, what did he have to do? He, um... Pretended to like he, he, they put him in the trunk of a car. They drove him around well, like a. That one's elaborate because then like they said he was going to bomb some like an airport, and then the, the cab driver gets out says he's going to like kill him. And meanwhile, the whole time the jokes on the guy because the cab driver is the guy from Broken Lizard, and anyway, yeah. the whole thing. Um, yeah. So they used to that was they used the word that that this thing was missing, which was the elaborate stuff. So like, even like the bull, right? When they had the bull come after him, I get that they were doing something from before. But do you remember they did like the teeter-totter with the bull going after him? Yeah, yeah. It was like an extra element, it was layered. Yeah. Now the number one thing on this list was the uh, high five, which was the giant hand that came in and smacked them as they like walked into the office. Yeah. Um, but I started thinking, so as I wrote down a couple that were my favorites and, and are from this list, um, and I feel like I said, that rent car was always the one, but this one I totally forgot about, and I watched it twice, and the reason I had to watch it the second time is because I couldn't, I couldn't breathe. I was, like, laughing so hard the first time of watching it, which was the Little People Bar Fight, where Wee Man takes this other... Um, um, small person out for drinks at a bar. They're at like a, a, a bar with everybody. It's like a tough guy bar. And everyone in the bar is like regular, like tough guys. And he's sitting there um, having a drink with this other girl as a little person. And this other little person walks in. He goes, hey, what are you doing with him? You're my girlfriend. Like, And he's like, beat it, dude. She's with me now. And he's like, 
oh, we'll see about that. And he leaves and he comes back with like a gang of like five other little people. And they all start fighting in the bar. And all the regular people are just like getting out of the way. They're like, holy shit. And then watch it. And then they're like, somebody call the cops. And the cops come and they're <laughs> they're little people cops that come running in to like break up the fight. And then one guy is hurt and like little people uh ambulances start coming <laughs> coming in <laughs> and uh and nurses start taking out oh it's like the best. It's just like it's so funny. Um, you don't remember that? No, but I'm going to watch it. I'll have to get this off the spot. I'll, I'll see this article so you can see all the things. It was in GQ. The other one that they brought that I thought about that I thought was so funny and, and I thought about uh, is the jet engine. When they like reenact the, the Maxwell tape commercial of the person sitting there yeah. and they, they like pull out to show that he's sitting there behind like a jet engine. <laughs> And then they start doing all these different things, like throwing, like putting up things into the jet engine to shoot at people. Yeah. Um, department store boxing. That was, you know, they bought Butterbean and they went from store to store. And then there was one where they went to a golf course and where, uh, when the people were teeing off, they'd, they'd launch an air horn and everybody started getting really pissed at them. And that's the thing. It's like these more elaborate ones where they're pranking regular people. Yeah. That's what I like. And that's what this didn't have enough of. I thought that this had, I really liked the bees, even though it was hard to watch. The yeah, bees yeah. On the penis, that was a good uh, thing, and they make a hive around this penis. Um, and then uh, the cup check, which was a repeat, but they yeah. killed, I killed that guy, man. Yeah, the, the cup stuff was good, but that's like the best stuff in this movie, I feel like. Yeah, that's what the cup saying. stuff. So... I mean, what did you think overall? Same kind of thing, a little underwhelming, but yeah, it was a little underwhelming, but it was still funny. It was, you know, you, yeah, you haven't seen that stuff in a long time, so it's good. The opening was interesting in this. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I I always appreciated how they when they got more money they do like a bigger opening. Like if I remember, the best was that opening. Like it was like all in slow motion and. I'll never forget that. It's got that dent and you know. I think that was the 3D one, right? Yeah. Yeah. As I was going through this list, I felt like the best stuff was in 3D. So, uh, yeah, that's um, that's our quick review of Jackass in theaters. We braved it to the movie theater with three other people in the entire theater. Um. All right. And the guy who walked out in front of us was very mad at the amount of male genitalia shown in the movie. Yeah, like, what do you expect? <laughs> That's what it Get over it at this, at this oh, point. It's always penises. I know, but... Like, it's always penis and ball stuff. It's not just that, but it's, you know, like, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's like a way more normal thing that's happening on everything now. So and like, it's Penis. Yeah, it works. What are you watching at home, pal, that you're so worried about watching penis stuff? He's he's getting uh oh like the HBO has like decided to show penis on every show now so yeah well that's the thing about Euphoria is really going for it this year going back to that um all right well this is your, this is your big uh, this is your big moment well I don't want to like I don't think we should do the full thing but I'm gonna list off what got nominated for best picture oh I thought we we're just gonna go straight into the movies I forgot about I just want to say what got nominated for best picture in the Oscars okay. We'll have our Oscar pod at a different time. Okay. Belfast, 
because it's fun to see if these were on our list. All right. These are in alphabetical order. Don't look up. Drive my car. Did you watch that? I did not because you sent it to me on the day that it expired. So you're planning on going to the movies? See it. Yeah, things happen. All right. Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Now, I made my list before this list was announced, and I was kind of disappointed because I've got a lot of these on my list. And I, do. Ew, I, have, uh, I made the list before it, before it came up. Yeah, you did. I know you did for sure. All right. So why don't you start? I love when you start. Uh, actually, I'll do the honorable. No, you go. What are your, in your honorable mentions? What didn't make your top ten? Um, well, I first want to just privy this by saying, and I think you should do the same, there's a, a few movies that I feel like might be on my list that I couldn't see, and you can tell me if they would or wouldn't if you saw them. Uh, I, well, not that I think they'd be on my list, but I did not see Last Night in Soho. You say there's no way that's on a list, right? It's not on my list. But it wouldn't be on anyone's list. You don't like that. It was it's not a fun movie, but it's not. It's not best picture. Did you see Come On, Come On? No. That, that disappointed me that, that I didn't get to see that before making my list. Um, drive my car. We both, neither of us have seen it. We both think that probably would, uh, the card counter. I know. I've been dying to see that. I haven't seen it yet. Um, those, those are the movies that I did not see that I, I feel like I, I, if any of them would broach this list, I'd like to bring it up later. Yeah. You got any to add to that? No. Okay. I feel like I've seen way too much. How many honorable mentions do you have? Five. Okay. Keep, I, I got five also. I always keep but, it. Um, I have a feel. Well, okay. My honorable mentions. So I'm going to put Red Rocket on my honorable mentions. I liked it. Okay. It's not the world's greatest movie. That, like, you know, I, I like Sean Baker movies. I thought Tangerine was awesome. I loved Florida Project. Like Florida Project is by far like a far superior movie to this, um, but it was still pretty good. You know, most, most of the time I was like, "What am I watching?" And then I was like, oh, "Okay, um, little, little, you know, little out there." Sean Baker. Yeah. Um, I'll put Power of the Dog on my honorable mention. That's on my honorable mentions. Um, and then I'll put um, movie, looking movie, but. Uh... It was just kind of like, yeah. I talked to a number of people who think this is the best movie of the year, and so great, good for them, good for everybody. I don't care. Film nerd, like Academy, they all love fucking Jane Kent. Um, the other one I'm putting out there is uh, Nightmare Alley. Okay. I really like Nightmare Alley. I don't know if that's on your list, um, but I I thought it was a really good. Well, if it wasn't, you'd say no. So the answer is yes. It's on your list. It's on my list. I really like Nightmare Alley. I thought it was a really good movie. Really, really good. A beautiful movie. Yeah, it like, was. What a good-looking movie that is. Uh, what's, your, what's your honorable mention? I really liked the, the second half of that movie. Too. It was intense. Um, oh, totally. Totally. Oh, yeah. the, uh, the ending, when it happened in real time, I was like, I don't know if I get it. And then I was like, oh, yeah, oh, I, wow. I love the ending, how it came back 
to them. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get it at first. I had to like go back and be like, wait, what is that? You know, like, cause I, cause the title of the thing, you know, like I don't want to give it away, but it, you know, that anyway, well, we can probably, well, we're kind of covering it, but what, what is in your honorable mention? Last line of the movie was like, I was born to do this or something. Hmm. Um, all right. So honorable mention, free guy. Is in my honorable mention. I love that. Okay. Very fun. Uh, Belfast is in my honorable mention. All right. Might be on your list. It's on my list. Cruella. Whoa. I, I really enjoyed Cruella. I thought the production design was good. I liked the I liked the world that they made. It was very dark and the way it looked. And like, I just enjoyed that movie. I thought it was really good. All right. Cruella. And Mitchell's versus the Machines. I love this movie. It's on Netflix. It's a cartoon, but it's amazing at animation. Like the animation's crazy in this, um, and it's a lot. Of, it's a it's a fun movie. Uh, so All those, right. Some power the dogs on there. All right. So what's your ten to rate? So how many? How many? Um, do you think? So I'm looking at this. I would imagine we have probably about six. Six the same or something? Five? No, actually, let me see. I bet we have four of the same movie. That's that's or five. We have five. I bet. I have some. Just looking. I have some random things. All right. What do you have from ten to eight? Ten to eight. My number ten movie is Passing. I haven't seen that yet. Okay. So Passing, I thought was really good. It's a. It's a it's a shorter movie, so you can stick to it. It's um, uh, Ruth Nega and uh, what's her face? Um, girl from you know, what, why can't I think of her name? She's from Ragnarok. Tia Thompson, uh, Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson. So they both play these. It's black and white. They play these. It's directed by Rebecca Hall. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, she wrote and directed it. Okay. And uh, it's about this woman who um, runs into an old friend who's married to a white racist, like Southern man. And she, they're both, both the women are black, but she's pat, they're both light skinned. So she passes as white. And she's decided that she's going to spend her life basically pretending to be white. But she obviously sees her old friend, misses her old neighborhood and all that stuff. And um, they start to spend a lot of time together and things happen. Okay. Uh, that's my number 10. My number nine is King Richard. King, King Richard, Richard make... Yeah. On my list, yeah. Uh, so we'll get into it when you do it. And my number eight is The French Dispatch. Did not make my list. I knew, I knew that. I, I had a feeling. I liked a lot of it. Like I liked the a couple of the stories, but I felt like it wasn't uh, his best work. It's not his best work, but his best work would be like number like two or three, or maybe one on this list. So actually, this year his best work would be one by far. Um, his best work is Rushmore. Rushmore is to me the like second or third best movie of all time because I love it. Um, but. Um, I just thought the sets were so awesome. There's, he does these little things that I just appreciate so much. I mean, I'm sure other, you know, 
but just like little there every every frame is so thought out and i watch it even if i'm not in love with the story that's very like this yeah yeah it's like everything is candy in it it's like um like the opening is this guy up the going up the stairs, the third level, and it's just the way that it's done. It's so well thought out. It's yeah. so anyway. So I, I just I'm a I'm a um, one long tracking shot in this too. That was good. Yeah, I'm a Wes Anderson guy, so uh, that that's my number eight. But I, I agree with you story wise. You know, I didn't love the three stories. I I liked I really liked the Benicio del Toro one the most. Yeah, I think no, the best one, yeah, for sure. Um. And it was like but, a uh, funny like opening where all of a sudden you find out that she's like a police officer and like he's in Yeah, a- like that that whole thing of her getting dressed to be a police officer. Yeah. The whole thing is great. Um all right, what's your ten through oh, by the way, while we're talking about Oscars, is there any Well, I guess I can so I'll just say this. Uh and you can bring it up if I have two notes about the Oscars and I can use them on my list. Passing the fact that Ruth Nega wasn't nominated, I find not. I, I was kind of surprised by that nobody got nominated for this because the acting is really good, especially especially her. Uh, okay, what's your ten through eight? Number ten, Quiet Place Two. I thought this was really entertaining. I enjoyed the uh, how we got to see how it first started, and that whole scene was like really intense. And uh, I thought they did a good job with a sequel on this. Do you think it was better than the first one? Yeah, I do. Oh, wow. I definitely don't think it's better than the first one. Uh, But it's good. Yeah. I really like the end when they go to the island and all that shit. And that was good. Uh, Number nine, Pig. I didn't see Pig. Put Pig on my list because it's like very different. And it's a world that they created, and uh, I don't know. Nicolas Cage's performance was great, and it was kind of, you know, it was kind of a weird, <laughs> it was like Ratatouille. If you took Ratatouille and made it like John Wick, that's what you got. But it's like, uh, it's not as action-packed as John Wick, but if you kind of mix the two, it was good. I thought it was really good, and it had a good ending to it. Okay. Um, Pig. Number eight is Don't Look Up. Um, well, Don't Look Up is my number seven, so we can talk about that now. We did we did it on this podcast, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. It was a good one. So what's your, all right, so that's my seven. What's your number seven? Nightmare Alley. Okay, so we kind of talked about that. So we're good. We're caught up there. Um, we should... Were you surprised that Don't Look Up wasn't higher on your list? I was a little surprised it wasn't higher on my list. Yeah, I was expecting a lot from that. Um, all right, so I'll do... Number six, what do you got? My number six is Zola. Oh, you saw Zola, okay. I loved... Did you see Zola? I saw Zola, yeah. yeah. I loved it, Zola. Like, I loved it. I was yeah. That's kind of what I wanted from Red Rocket. I wanted it to be more Zola-esque because that's it was very Sean Baker like. Um, Zola is a is a movie based on the Twitter feed of this stripper who winds up, or 
a dancer who winds up going on a um, crazy, like, couple day, like, weekend trip with um, this girl she meets to go dance across different places in Florida. And it turns out to be a little bit more than she bargained for. Her. Um, it stars, uh, what's her name? Oh, I always forget that girl's name. Anyway, um, but uh, it's got Cousin Greg from Succession in it, too. And he's great. He plays basically Cousin Greg, but with, like, a hip-hop flavor. Um, and he's a good character. Tries to kill himself. The pimp in it's great. He's the guy from Euphoria. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I love, I like, really, that movie stuck with me. So I got Zola at six. What's your six? My number six is King Richard. Okay. Um, we talked about King Richard on our podcast, but those, uh, I really liked the story and the performances were really good. So funny. We're going to have such, such close in the top. I like really thought at least our top five was going to be very different. I, I don't believe it will be. They'll be different, but not too different. different. Um, yeah. King Richard, I guess when we, we reviewed it, it was like one of the best scripts I think I've read. So good. Um, he, he's awesome. He should not lose that for that word. Um, good movie. And you know what? I thought about not putting it in my top 10 because maybe it's not as cool, but it's like, it brings back good sports movies, which is like a thing we haven't seen in a while. It's a good thing for, for life, for that movie to be good. Um, all right. My number five is the worst person in the world, which I told you you saw. That's been getting some, uh, buzz. I think it got nominated. Yeah. It got nominated for best foreign movie it's um you know it's it's really good it's not um it's not you know there's it's not very an in-depth story it's basically about a girl who's like dating somebody and it's like her, like her dating life it's kind of like her young dating life basically here your uh massage oh i turn it off <laughs> yeah um it's like yeah it's like basically following this girl's young dating life and she has like two two guys she dates throughout most of it, and you know it's basically her just trying to find herself. Um, okay. It actually, it actually kind of coincides with my next film. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, it's a Norwegian film um, from theaters now. It's part of a tri- uh, uh, trilogy of Oslo movies. Okay. I never saw the other two. All right, my number five. Uh, I'm guessing Dune's on your list. Yeah, Dune's on my list. Not uh, far off. We already talked in depth about Dune, uh, but yeah, right. it was really sand, space, future. Chalamet director was in was crazy. Yeah, dude, totally. Maybe on the sequel again nominated because it'll be if, I, if it had an ending, it'd be a number one. So number five, Jim. What's your number four? Uh, licorice pizza. Me too. Number four, licorice pizza. Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, we did. We did licorice pizza on this too. I uh, have you seen it since we saw it in the theater? No. I haven't either. I've I've um, I've got to. I've got it. You know, for a screener, and every night I want to watch it, but. Um, so far, it hasn't made the because I was trying to get to see everything I didn't see ahead of time. Um, 
yeah, Licorice Pizza four for me and you. Uh, my number three is Dune. Okay. We just we just discussed Chalmay, Desert, Space, Spice, Zendaya, Momoa. My number three is Spider Man: No Way Home. Yeah, I didn't see this yet, so this movie is great. It has it's very emotional. It's very well made. It's got some good nostalgia stuff. It brings back the other Spider-Man in the series or that played Spider-Man. Uh, and it gives them all purpose. And they all, even the bad guys have some sort of redemption, some sort of redemption. And it was, it was very well made. It, you know what? When they made Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire, this is what they wanted Spider-Man 3 to be. Okay. Um, all right. It was a great movie. Yeah, Spider-Man 3 had some problems. That's that's right. I remember. Um, interesting. Okay. Uh, my number two is Belfast. I loved Belfast. And this is my biggest problem with the Oscars is that the mom didn't get nominated. I think that's insane. I thought that was like maybe like that was one of the best performances of the year. She was awesome. She was intense. She was like, she just kind of covered it all. She was great. Judy Dench got nominated, I think. So stupid. I know. She's like, it's just, it, that's totally a name thing, and it bothers me to, like, know it. Um, I thought, I mean, I just thought it was such a fantastic movie. It was like, it was, the kid was awesome in it. Um, you know, it's like this really interesting time. Um, it, it's a good-looking movie, again. Another great black-and-white movie. Um, um yeah, I just I thought the story I, everything about it I thought it was awesome. Um, yeah, I liked it too. It didn't make my uh, list. Uh, <laughs> my number two is Coda. I'm guessing that may be in your yeah. That's my number one. My number one is Coda, and I was surprised. Like as I was going through this list, I was surprised that Coda was my number one. But I just thought that was the best movie of the year. Yeah, it was so emotional and well done, and all the performances were great. And uh, it was just like, you know, people want to to have a happy time at the theater. Yeah, it, it, you, it you go through everything with that. Movie. Yeah, we did we did it on this podcast. You go through everything, you emotion emotions all across the board. But in the end, you're just like, that was awesome. It's like just such a, it's like. Um, Someone described it to me as like Little Miss Sunshine, kind of like that, you know? Yeah, it was kind of a little bit on that vein, yeah. It's, it doesn't have as much comedy as that, obviously. It's like, no, it was like, kind of like what they were going for. Yeah. And I, I, I'm a, I will fall for that every time. So, yeah. I had it. Okay. I'm glad. I mean, it was surprising, right? Like, I was looking, I was like going through all this stuff, and I was like, you know what movie I actually just enjoyed the most this year was Coda. Yeah. My favorite movie, number one, Sierra. Uh, I thought this movie was so good. I loved all the production design. I loved the songs, the music. I liked all the performances. Joe Wright, really good director. He doesn't always hit the mark, but when he does, it's very uh, amazing. He's a very good visual storyteller. Um, and uh, there are a lot of good moments in this as well. Um, and, uh, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but 
I saw it. You didn't like it. I can't even figure out. I can't even begin to scramble my brain to figure out how this is your favorite movie of the year. It's not like bad. It was fine. It was just so mediocre to me. I, I enjoyed it. Maybe I was in the, the mindset where I wanted that movie. I don't know. It was like, like I didn't find the music particularly great. I, I, the story is like a rehash. I was just kind of like, eh. I just like the the version of the story that was told. Obviously, if, I don't know if you knew, but it's like it was a play that they made into a movie that uh, Peter Dinklage's wife wrote for him, and Peter Dinklage and the girl Halle Bennett who was in the movie played the characters in the play and they, oh. like, they rehashed the, the play. Yeah. So they kind of probably should have kept it. Probably should have kept it on a stage. <laughs> All right. So there's our, well, no, it's, you know, it's interesting because, you know, you told me that this is like that much you like enjoyed this movie. And I kept waiting for the thing to happen to make me like love this movie. Cause it wasn't like I had a bad time with it. It wasn't like it was bad. I was just like, when is the thing going to happen that makes me like really fall for this movie? And it just never happened. Yeah. I don't know. I just enjoyed, uh, there was like a whole scene where they're making bread. That was like very. You're trying to sell it. That's not a place to start to sell it. There's a great scene where they're making bread. I'm just saying he's very, he's a very good storyteller, visual storyteller. Joe Wright. Yeah, he is. He is. I had a lot of things I like about it. I like Joe Wright. I like uh, the guy from the National who you know said and did the music. Um, I like the uh, the the musical number where everybody is writing home to their parent, their their loved ones. Um, that was good. I don't know. That was good. Like I, I'll say this. Like I liked. So did you see Tragedy of Macbeth? No. I can't. Okay. Yeah, I know. There's elements of that in this because that's obviously a play. And then there's elements of like West Side Story. I definitely like West Side Story more than I like this. All right. Um, what do you mean, all right? You're interrupting my West Side. What did you think of West Side Story? I, lo- I liked West Side Story for all the production stuff. Yeah. He like really did a great job of, of shooting it to look like the way it looked. But I didn't even like, I didn't like the main guy and I just didn't like the acting. I don't know. I just thought it was just like, whatever. Yeah. It was like, we, we already did this. It's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not unlike the, uh, I'm Serrano. The movie that wins best picture. Let's just put it that way. Or Roxanne. But either one's tough to remake. Or <laughs> Roxanne. <laughs> yeah. True. That's a good one. Way to close it out. All right, we'll, we'll 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 finish this up next week. For those of you who don't know, Roxanne is Cyrano. It's the same movie. Well, it's one, com- one guy's got a long nose, one guy's a little person. <laughs> All right, well, we'll talk to you later. Well, that was abrupt. <laughs>